Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's good to be with you as we continue through God's Word. We're digging into a new book today. It's the book of Acts. We're starting it today with Acts chapter 1 here on our 433rd day in God's Word together. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we begin this new book together. Father in heaven, thank you that your word is truth. Thank you that you are the source of all truth, the one who is truth, and that you love us enough that you want us to know you, and so you've revealed yourself through your word. As we begin in the book of Acts today, Father, we pray that you would speak to us and reveal your will to us and lead us in your truth to see your Son more clearly for the glory of his name in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Acts chapter 1. We see there the graphic icon from the ESV study Bible is uh, of the tongues of fire coming down on the head of the apostles, which will be in Acts chapter 2 in a few days. Acts 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they, came, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon, the zealot and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days Peter stood up among the brothers, the company of persons was in all about a hundred and twenty, and said, Brothers, 
The scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem so that the field was called in their own language a keldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office. So one of the men who have accompanied us all during the time that our Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two. Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. That's Acts chapter 1. Now, Luke opens the book of Acts with an extended sentence. Uh, Verses 1 to 3 is all one sentence in the original Greek, and it's his purpose statement. It's very similar to the way that he had opened the book of Acts, I mean the book of Luke. So, Luke writes Luke and Acts And they're really part one and part two of the same. He even refers to the book of Luke as the first book. And so this is the second book. The first book, the gospel of Luke, as we call it, or his gospel, he said dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. So if that book dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, what does this book deal with? Well, it deals with what Jesus continues to do and teach after he has been taken up through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus had said, particularly in John's gospel, that it was to the advantage of the apostles that he go away because if he goes away, he's going to send the Holy Spirit who will dwell in them. So Jesus, when he was here on earth, he did miracles. He taught truth. He demonstrated the power of the kingdom. And then he died, was buried, resurrected, and he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and then he sent the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. As the promise is, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now in verse 5. And the coming of the Holy Spirit is so Jesus can continue through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is of course one God together with the Father and the Son, continue the ministry of Christ and continue the kingdom of God on earth. Now, he's talking about going away, and he's talking about sending the Holy Spirit to baptize them. And they're thinking about the kingdom of God, and they're thinking about the kingdom of Israel, and they want to know if this is the time when he will restore the kingdom of Israel. Or restore the kingdom to Israel. They're still thinking as those who have a worldly mindset. They're still thinking as those who have not yet been transformed 
by the coming of the Holy Spirit. They're still thinking of those who are earthly-minded. And they also want to know things that are not given to them to know. When will be the consummation of the kingdom? We find out later, particularly I'd say in Romans 11, that this, this question is really answered by what is the when is the consummation of the kingdom going to come? In other words, when all the fullness of the Gentiles have been brought in, and then there's a turning to Christ of the, the bulk of the Jewish people, and then Christ will come again in glory and power for the consummation of the kingdom. It's another way of asking what will be the time of Christ appearing and his second coming again. And that's a question that Jesus doesn't answer. He never answers it whenever he's asked. It's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Unfortunately, this hasn't stopped many, many people from trying to speculate as to when is Jesus going to come again? When is the Great Tribulation going to begin? When is Israel going to turn to the Lord? And that will will mark the coming in of this final uh, era. All of these, what Jesus calls times or seasons that are fixed by the Father, by his own authority, are not for us to know. It is not for you to know. We don't need to know it. It's not helpful for us to speculate about it. It's very distracting to those who have ever tried to predict it or speculate about it. It keeps us from doing our mission, and so Jesus reminds them of what their mission is. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So in other words, stop asking questions that are way above your pay grade, and you stay on mission. You wait for the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, you go out as my witnesses. That is something we need to hear. We need to hear that. Oh, do we need to hear that? We're trying to figure things out like, you know, all these conspiracy theories that like to circulate in the world and all of this speculation about what's really going on and when is the end times going to be? Of course, we're living in the end times. We have been ever since the day of Pentecost, really. Um, Like, what is the time and what is, and none of that's given to us. None of that is given to us. What's given to us is the call to be witnesses. And so whenever you're tempted to think about those things or dwell on those things or get curious about those things, remind yourself the same way Jesus reminded the apostles here. You are given the indwelling power and presence of the Holy Spirit for one main reason, and that is to be Christ's witness, to tell the world about who Jesus is and about what he has done for you. We are told that Jesus will come again. The angels tell them, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking to heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you will come again in the same way you saw him go into heaven. And then they go back to Jerusalem. They go back to the upper room and they are going to pick someone to take Judas's place. This has become somewhat of a controversial issue. Is Matthias the 12th apostle? Were they supposed to do this? Because Paul is later called as an apostle. So is Paul really the legitimate 12th apostle? And Matthias, it was really a mistake to give him this apostleship. Uh, I think, again, that's people speculating about things that God hasn't revealed to us, except what he has told us, and that is that they, reasoning from Scripture and seeking the Lord, appointed Matthias to the office of apostle to be the 12th. I think Paul, when he comes along several years later, 
is one, as he says in his own words, as one who is born out of due time, one who is born out of due season, because he gets a vision of the resurrected Christ years after Jesus has already gone back into heaven, a few years after Jesus has already gone back into heaven. And so he's one born out of due time. Uh, He's a 13th apostle that makes the baker's dozen of apostles, which is actually what one thing I think is cool just about the facts of the Bible is that that actually lines up with the 12 tribes of Israel because there's 12 tribes of Israel and yet Joseph was given the gift that his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, would each be counted as a tribe in Israel. So it's not the tribe of Joseph, it's the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. Well, that means there's 13 tribes. There's 12 tribes of Israel, but really 13. There's 12 apostles, but really 13. And and I think I read one time that that's the origin of the baker's dozen. If you order 12 of something from a baker, they give you 12, but yet 13. And so anyway, it's just a neat thing. So Matthias is an apostle. He's anointed and appointed. And and and, uh, Paul comes along later as a 13th apostle um to i i think in in part you know this there there is this parallel you see it in revelation this parallel between the patriarchs and the apostles the sons of jacob and the um and the leaders of the church so all right we're getting started here on acts and i think what we see where do we see jesus we see that jesus is the one who is actively at work in and through his church and what is our application Our call in life is to be witnesses for Jesus. The church should be centered on Jesus and our testimony to the world should be centered on Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for loving us so greatly, so much better than we deserve. You are so good to us. We pray that you would continue your goodness to us, continue to love us and to grow us, help us to Be faithful witnesses, those who love Jesus and those who love to tell others about Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's Acts 1. We are going to be jumping back to 2 Samuel tomorrow. And as always, of course, have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm